Anyone can have a gimme, but it really gets interesting when you go for two. The Go For Two podcast starting now. Starting now. Starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. This is episode 21. Got another exciting show for you guys today. We're going to head over to the AFC East and West, and then we're also going to do the Pac-12. You know, we kind of had to do the opposite of the ACC. That's how I came up with that. And we'll get to the big, <laughs> the big hog mollies, as Nelson calls them later. There you go. Uh, we'll get to those boys later. We'll probably save the SEC for last since that's universally known as the as the best division in football. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's windy because we're outside. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty nice day. We're gonna have a cookout later, man. We got we got tuna steaks and hamburgers <laughs> and brisket. Mm, so Nelson, Nelson and his wife came over, um, and we're gonna have a, a little get together tonight. So I'm gonna take it around the table. This is everybody's favorite couch quarterback, Dante. Here, at my man Nelson, the running back. Hey, peace and blessings, everybody. What's going on? And uh, of course, can't forget my man Don, the stats guru. Hey, numbers don't lie, man. Numbers don't lie. Tell me about that stat that we heard today. Not the stat, but the uh, the thing that came up on your Facebook today. Oh, yeah. Facebook is good for memory sometimes. And uh, this day one year ago, we were doing episode four. And now we're on episode 21, man. We're crazy, man. Awesome. We, <laughs> see, we, we're, we're trying to stay consistent without throwing too much crap I want to stay at you guys' way. So, you know, every couple of weeks, have you yearning for, for a new episode. Um, I did find out. That there's two other podcasts called Go for Two. Two now, really? I knew I've there was to, one. Yeah, it's the the one guys. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to criticize them. And then there's a there's another one called Go for Two where it's a guy and a girl, and their production is pretty good. So okay, uh, you know, with that being said, I don't want to have to compete with you know other two other podcasts <laughs> that had the same name. So we might do a name change down the road. We'll we'll talk about it together. Man, but, we uh, are the Go for Two podcast. I, I, know, you know? I, I know. We got the coolest logo and everything. You yeah. know, behind the scenes. I I think our production value is uh, ten times better than how everybody else is doing. But I'm biased, so I don't. You know, I don't yeah. care. That's how I'm supposed to be. I am the creator of this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go over and. Uh, Don had something to say. We want to get your opinion, Nelson, on a couple things because yeah. we know that you're a high school football coach. Yeah, okay. Nelson, uh, let's enlighten everybody on what's going on with high school football. I know everybody's worried. Are the, is there going to be a season? What kind of practices are going to be? Let us know what the update is. Yeah, I can speak for PA. Um, there are uh, certain counties that are going green, um, but the, the the regulations and the rules are pretty pretty extensive. So just give you just a little tidbit. Um, when we go back, we're going back. Uh, after July 15th. Um, the regulation is this, that only 25 can be on the field. Now, remind you, 25 kids, um, they have to be sectioned off in the position groups. And then the coaches can't, you know, get close to them. They have to be six feet. Um, but then we have to stay in a certain uh, parameter, and we have to use half of a field. Um, so just imagine having practice where you have four different position groups, and in each group has to be – Say I've had a running back, he would have to be a linebacker. Oh, wow. Say if I had a receiver, he had to be a DB. And they all have to stay in the same group. They can't co-mingle. They can't change. They can't even use the same water bottle. Um, they have to get uh, screen tests every time they come on the field. So they have to check their fever, uh, right. check their temperature. Right. Um, we have to do that as well. Uh, we have to get tested um, on every time and turn the paperwork in. But we cannot interact. You know how you see uh, coaches come together and bring the team together? Yes. We can't do that. Wow. Um, we have to uh, speak from afar. 
um, and there can be no t- touching. So right now, of course, you know, this is camp time. Sure. Um, and people are, you know, trying to get their team ready, you know, to play in their first uh, game, let alone on um, the first scrimmage. Um, but with that being said, we can't have no contact. We can't have uh, any footballs. Actually, the footballs have to be sanitized every time. Um, so this is kind of impossible to have, uh, especially in high school level. Yeah, really. Because we have uh, to deal with parents. Yep. And the parents can easily say, you know, I don't want my kid, you know, in, in this right. environment because, you know, I'm scared that he might get the COVID-19. Right. So and then, you know, they're minors. So we have to respect, you know, the the legalization of it. So and we it c- seems like it's going to slow the game down with everything that yeah. you have to yeah. do, especially when the team has momentum. I can only see that yeah. that being an issue. I, I'd be screaming out the yeah. top of my lungs if yeah. I, yeah. And but, like he said, this is just high school level. Imagine yeah. as you go up in the levels, yeah. and you're talking more players, more more everything. Yeah. So there's like a it's like a 19 page paper, um, the, the document that came out, and one of the thing is is like you have high risk, medium risk, and low risk, and football, of course is at the high risk of um, even prevention of COVID-19. So, you know, at this point, um, we're going to have to do what we have to do. Hopefully, um, we might get lucky and get five games. Um, but as of right now, we're scheduled to go back, and we're in the green, but there's a lot of stipulations okay. um, in place. Interesting. Yep. Well, um, with that being said, I mean, what, what do we think about this, about college, though? I, I know high school, they're – that's their big money maker. Yeah. As far as yeah. sports go. Oh, and same and thing with college. Same thing yeah. with college, yeah. So, I mean, unless you're like Syracuse or somebody, but still, yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. So, yeah, because most of the money comes from endorsements and uh, non-profit. You know, you got to realize college is a non-profit, so they get all their money fitted into them from alumni, um, endorsements, you know. So as yeah. just for, you know, high school, you know, you if you went to a high school game, you see all the tags around the stadium. Right. Those are all the endorsements that come in from, you know, from that – from that um from those companies so yeah you know they're and me and don were actually talking where i was like why don't we just get like a go for two podcast something up um you know for one of these high schools and kind of like my idea was to you know like there's a quarterback from middletown high school he's mm-hmm. i think he was only in his sophomore year but he had so much potential he had a bum knee though uh, which really concerned me but dude had all the intangibles to be a good college quarterback one day yeah. Same thing was a running back out of uh, Apple. He was, he was pretty good too, and he actually hurt his knee on the last game of the season. So mm-hmm. I was pretty bummed for him. He was a senior, but you could tell, like some of these players, I would just like to bring them in and be like, "Hey, would you like a shout out on the podcast?" Or like, "If would you like to come on for a segment or something?" Mm-hmm. You know, twenty minutes to talk about yourself, because I think you know us playing high school ball, we know that it's really important to have exposure, mm-hmm. and any exposure is good exposure, especially you know. Even even our podcast, right? Saying that you was part of somebody's podcast, um, you could share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. It could be shared in other avenues, which That's helps right. us out yep. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, but you know, yeah. it's one it's one of those things, man. We 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 got to think about that a, a little more down the road. But this yeah. year doesn't seem like the year to do that with all the social <laughs> yeah. distancing. That's yeah. true. I don't want to have to clean my mic off every five minutes. Yeah. So, um, and now, what about the NFL? Uh, what they're talking about doing? Each state is going to have different policy for fan attendance. Mm-hmm. If there's fan attendance, each county in the state could yeah. have a different policy. Yeah. I mean, some teams could have 40, 50 percent fan base in attendance for home game. Other teams could have zero to 10 percent fans. And they have, they have how to, fair is that for home game? And they have to get tested every time they enter the building. That's yeah. it. That is that is bananas. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, all this is going to be 
very different. Yeah, um, very different. UFC was the first one back. Oh yeah. And we got NASCAR. We got some golf going. We got now. some golf going yeah. now. But I really think the kicker for the NFL is to see how well the NHL and the NBA are going to do with mm-hmm. with how they're with how they're doing things. And if that is a total disaster. I don't see us having a, well, a football season whatsoever. And, yeah. you know, NBA being in like a bubble city, they're going to have a different atmosphere than, you know, baseball and, and what football's doing. So, yeah. yeah. But it, um, it, it'll still be a good indicator. So, before we head on to the divisions, because we want to go ahead and get get on that um, and, you know, and get the show started. But one thing that if you guys have watched the, the new Dave Chappelle special where it wasn't really a comedy sketch, but he was talking about everything that's going on in today's world. I kind of related to what he said towards the end of his, uh, in the end of that show that, you know, during the time when somebody got killed by the police, it was Kobe's last game Mm. and he couldn't help himself, but to flip back and forth. And he was like, really, you know, it kind of suppressed what was going on because, you know, we had Kobe, Kobe pretty much saved us, Yeah, you know, in the, in the time of, you know, distress. So, Kind of think about that with sports too. If we didn't have football this year, the most popular sport by far in, in the United States—not football, but <laughs> yeah. American football—it's it's it's going to be uh, people are already losing their minds. And yeah, this is just going to be one thing that's not going to yeah. be good. And just to add to that, man, you know, people say, well, when the sports come back, it'll be a distraction. But if you realize, man, sports bring people together. That's right. You know, everybody doesn't care about the you know, it, depending on who you talk to, but. Nobody really cares about the color of skin. They just care about their team winning the game. If you look at, if you go to the Lincoln, you see a sea of colors. Everybody's coming together for a common cause. Everyone, when everybody uh, has that E A G L E S Eagles, yep. you don't see anybody say, "Wait a minute, hold up, you're black, don't say that." Oh, yep. wait a minute, you're white, don't say that. Yeah. You know, every come, everybody comes together, and so that brings football. Just any any sports brings everyone together, and we need that now, man. We need more love because right now, man, it's it's us versus them in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Good point. So, I mean, we're all aware of what's going on in today's world. And we harped on it last show. Go listen to that segment. It was really good. Um, towards the beginning of our show, we, we all spent some time talking about, you know, how we felt. Not necessarily our personal experience, because I know that all of us have had, you know, some, some experience, black, white, yellow, green, of some type mm-hmm. of discrimination. So let's not sit here and act like people aren't discriminated of all colors. But... Um, you know, most importantly, the thing that's been saying is it's not the fact that all lives don't matter. It's that, you know, and all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Exactly. And I think we can almost, you know, across the board here, go for two can agree on that. Um, and that's pretty much going to be our stance so we don't get too political on here. That's that's not what this show is about. So let's head over to uh, the AFC East, man. <laughs> let's just go ahead and get it out the way. Let's get Nelson going. Man, let's start with man. Nelson's Bills first. So oh. we're gonna go around we're gonna do it a little different today. Uh, kind of suggestion to kinda keep the keep the show going. Um we, we really wanna hit that hour mark and not, you know, anything over that to kinda just give you a quick listen. I think I think some podcasts are really difficult to listen to once you start getting to like an hour and a half. You're like, oh, man, you guys are regurgitating the same thing over and over. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the Bills, man. Um, we'll start with Nelson first. Is that your team? And then Don and then me. Um, yeah. We'll head over to uh, the Patriots after that. All right, cool. So I got the Bills going 9-7, and seven, man. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think it's going to get down to the last, you know. So AFC. you don't see them being the best team in that division? N- no, and I, okay. and, I, and I can tell you why. It's because – you know the Bills, they 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 are like right there. They was there there against the Texans last year. 
Um, but it's just something about their defense that doesn't sit well with me. Um, I think uh, Josh Allen's going to lead the crew. You know, of course, we got a new addition in Diggs. But it's just something about uh, Buffalo that just uh, – it pains me to say it, but they can't get over that last hump. Um, and I don't know whether it's a play calling um, because, you know, they look decent. They look decent in the game last year against Texans. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, they got a they got a promise. They got a promise. Um, but I think they're still going to come out. But I think they're just not – they're not going to be over that hump. Because if you look at their schedule – their first uh, couple games, Baltimore, Atlanta, and Indianapolis. Now, don't get me wrong. Atlanta, you know, they've been dismal the last couple of years, but they're going to be tough. And then you got, you know, the Colts and then Baltimore Ravens, which I think they're going to take an L. But um, as you go, as you look at this, um, as the schedule is going along, it gets even tougher, man. Even in game five, Kansas City. And then you got the Jets, New England, Seattle, Arizona, Chargers. So, and then San Francisco. So, it's going to be tough for them. Um yeah, they're gonna have a high coming off of last year. They're gonna be motivated. You know, hey, this is our this is our year. We don't have Tom Brady to block us. But yeah. you know, it's just something that I think they have to have one more year before they seize that moment. Okay. Yep. What What about you, Don? Well, uh, I think ne- uh, Nelson made a really good point uh, as far as something with that defense. But way I'm trying to keep it simple this time. Okay. Bills won 10 games last year without Stefan Diggs. I got him winning 11 this year, and I got him <laughs> taking the division. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I also have them taking a division. I have them at – now, this might surprise some people, but I just don't I, – I, their defense is a question mark, but mm-hmm. I do think their secondary is probably the bright spot of the whole defense. I think their linebacker corner – you know, defensive linemen are getting a little, um, getting a little old. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think is the best word. But I think these guys, man, they're gonna come off that playoff loss to the Texans, where they pretty much got cheated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I, I really think the Bills could have been an AFC, um, an AFC championship team. Mm-hmm. The way that they were throwing it together, I like. I, I, I think. Um, I think the coach, man, I think Sean McDermott is was coach of the year last year. He was. Like, hands down. Just the, the way that he put the pieces together, and Josh Allen is super overrated. I remember when he got drafted, Nelson, I was telling him, I was like, you ain't got nothing to worry about, man. Um, that, that dude was good out of Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he just needs somebody to help him put it together. Um, and the dude can he's got some feet. He got the little feeties, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got some yeah. little feeties on he him, He got too. a speed of a bus, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I got them going 12-4, and four, man. 12-4, and four? okay. I, I think respectable. I, I, I think it's a respect thing at this point for the Bills. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see how they don't go 12-4 and four based off of the way that their, their schedule is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to say they're going to clean sweep the division, but they might lose to the Jets. Or the, or the Dolphins, but I don't I don't see them losing against the Patriots. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um. All right, and then let's let's head over to the Patriots. So we'll do this in reverse order. I'll go first, and okay. then we'll go around. Okay. So, Patriots are a very interesting team. Do I think Jared Stidham is the guy? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um. Do I think that they should have picked up Cam Newton? Absolutely not. Um. I I don't see what the overall solution is. That defense is going to be nasty, just like they were last year. Stephon Gilmore. Sorry to say, Nelson, I know they snuck him away from the Bills. But, <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> um, Stephon Gilmore has really grown into his own, too. I actually watched a video last night of him uh, on stuff that he was doing last year and how he was uh, 
uh, reacting on routes and you know explaining you know cover zero is was something that they used a lot mm. um, for the Patriots to try to get the quarterback to get the ball out you know really quickly um, but I, I think they're going to get a little bit exposed this year I see them going <laughs> eight and eight. Oh, eight and eight. I think this is going to be the worst year that Bill Belichick is probably going to have in his tenure, and it's going to. I I don't know. I I think that team is going to fall apart. I think we're really going to see how much Tom Brady really got that whole team on all three facets of the ball, um, and how much a leader that he was. So, um, I got them going eight and eight. All right. Okay. Well. I uh, had to take a look at my for myself at uh, Jarrett Stidham. I, I wanted to know what his college was like because I'm honestly not that familiar with him. Sophomore year, Baylor, junior, senior year at Auburn. For those three years, he, he did have a 62, uh, 64.2% completion ratio. Threw for over 7,000 yards. 48 touchdowns against 13 picks with a 151.4 rating. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I, I see the numbers, but they don't translate, man. Yeah. I, I Dante, you must have read my notes, man. I got the Patriots going eight and eight. Wow, wow, wow. that is a that is a stamp right there. You heard it first from Gopher too. We got two votes for eight and eight. Now Nelson, surprise us. I'm gonna surprise you guys. I, I got them going ten and six, and I tell you why. It's something about I can see them going ten to yeah, six. It's something about the stigma of playing the Patriots, even in um, Gillette Stadium, even at bringing them in, and then their defense is going to win their games. So you, what you're saying, Nelson, is that Bill Belichick is still that guy. Still, yeah, and I tell you why because and this is going to be his proven year. Yeah, and I, and I tell you why because when he's with the New York uh, Giants, he was a defensive minded coach. Mm-hmm. He was a defensive coordinator, so defense wins games. And I tell you what, it's going to get down to the point where it's going to be a system thing with him when it comes to the offense because as you remember, Prezet was in there. I mean, Prezet, Prezet, Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays for the Colts now. But when he was actually the starter. He was three and one, so any quarterback can come in that system and succeed. Not every quarterback is going to be successful, but they can succeed. Jacoby Brissett, out of all the quarterbacks that came from the Patriots, has probably been the most successful, and he was having a hell of a year until he got hurt last year. Exactly, too. exactly. So their the offense is not going to win in the game. They're going to put themselves in position to win the game. You know, I say by field goal, it's going to be a low scoring game when you play the Patriots. But I guarantee you, the Patriots are going to win their games off of either interceptions, fumbles, or just stops. And you got the fire alarm going off, man, with that prediction. <laughs> or either it was me and Don's prediction. Like, um, I can definitely see them going, you know, 9-7, 10-6. Mm-hmm. Like, it could um, happen. Yeah. Because of Belichick. The defense is that good. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Belichick's defenses are always going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. that's where he shines. Um, and I know he's been known a lot for his offenses, but his defenses do enough to get them in, in championship games every single year. Yep. Um, interesting, man. Um, uh, they're a toss-up for sure. It just depends on how well they're going to be coached. I think that's really what it's going to come down to. And if mm-hmm. Jared Stidham can really – all he needs to do is be a system quarterback. Nobody's asking to be Tom Brady. Right. Um, let's head over to the Jets, man. We'll start with Don first on this one. Jets? Jets are the Jets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jets are the Jets. Um I think they are going to be one of those teams that just gradually moves the dial and just gets a little better, a little better, but they have not got enough to put it together. What do you think of Sam Darnold, Don? Before Sam, you even say your record. Sam Darnold, man, I am not impressed. 
and I think I think what I think of Sam Darnold is going to reflect in this record. I see him going seven and nine. Mm. Seven and nine. Ooh, stinky, stinky. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know why we mentioned in the Jets. Um, be honest with you, I got them going two fourteen. I got them. You got them being as <laughs> the worst team on your wow. list. Wow. Yeah. The, wow. They're number thirty-two. Thir- two and thir- two and fourteen. Yeah. I got them. You know, and I tell you why. I tell you why. Because the, you know who's going to shine on a on a terrible team? Le- Le'Veon Bell. He's going to have over a thousand yards and have a thousand yards receiving. But other than that, there's nobody. There's nobody. So you think this is going to be an up year for Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, up year for Le'Veon. But okay. everybody else thinks. You know, Sam is going to be a you know game manager, but he's going to put it in positions where he can't throw the ball. Right. So I don't think they're going to even you know even crack five hundred. I think we're going to have a two way tie for two and three with this one. I think the Jets are going to go eight and eight too. Oh wow! And it's really going to come down to points for and against. Um, the reason why I say that is because Sam Darnold, to me, Colin Cowherd is a freaking idiot. Just <laughs> well, enough <laughs> said there. I mean. Uh, Sometimes he makes really good points, but he was on. I, I could say so many things, and I try to keep this age appropriate for you know our listeners out there. But he was dangling from somebody's, you know what? Mm. From Sam Darnold. Uh. I mean, it's ridiculous. What? What? Why he thought that this kid was gonna be so fantastic when his college career he had flashes. Just like he does right now. Exactly. Sam Darnold, man, is confusing, I think is the best way to describe him. He's not Jared Goff terrible. No. I would take him over Jared Goff every day mm-hmm. because of the talents that he possesses. But I don't. I think we're going to see a very conflicting career from him where he will always be a starter on whatever team he goes to. But that's because the coaches are blinded from what they see. He's going to have really good practices, like a world beater. Mm-hmm. But his thing is, is he's going to let, – let's say that they, they start on a two-yard line, right? kickoff was just terrible he'll drive him down to the opponent's 10 and he'll throw an interception yep exactly that that's what we saw last year a lot of the times especially when he came back off of uh being sick man it was like oh man okay sam donald's going crazy right now and then it'd be like whoops you know first and 10 on the 15 and he throws a interception that should have never been thrown in triple coverage um that's why I kind of I, I see Le'Veon Bell maybe bouncing back this year. Mm-hmm. I always thought Le'Veon Bell was kind of overrated, to to be completely honest. I think his whole team with the Steelers they let him get away with a lot. He is very versatile, but I, he's he, Le'Veon Bell to me is kind of like how I think about Ezekiel Elliott. I think if you took mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott's offensive line away, but I think if you took the scheme away from Le'Veon Bell, where they're not allowing him to be himself, then it makes him seem really really not that great but I, I don't see their defense doing that well I think their defense is confusing as well too mm. uh, Robbie Anderson is probably the the bright spot that's going to save Sam Darnold a lot man because he's that he's not physical but he's very speedy but I just see them going man at, at eight and eight I do not see them being good but if you're a defensive coordinator planning a, a game against the Jets are you keying on Le'Veon Bell or are you keying on Sam Darnold? I'm keying on Le'Veon Bell the whole time yeah, I'm go. not. I'm not worried about Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's <laughs> what they should have did with the Rams. That's exactly. why Jared Goff yeah. seems so exactly. good because Todd Gurley was so good. Exactly. That needs to be the same recipe for Sam Darnold. Just let him be great up until when you get inside the red zone. Yep. You know, yeah. I, I I think that's where he crumbles, and that's gonna be that's gonna be his career, man. I, I don't yeah. I don't ever see him like reaching the potential. Uh, the Dolphins. I'm gonna go on this one because this one right here. Gosh, I. I I just think they're going to lose a lot of close games. 
But I think Brian Flores is going to get these boys going next year, man. I think next year is if if they do this, let Tua sit. Let that man marinate. Let this team get into some tight spots. Let themselves allow them to get out of those tight spots a lot of time. And look at your 21 and 24 games. Look at your, you know, your um, – your 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 ten and fourteen games that are gonna come up this year because they're gonna come, and um, just just accept the fact that next year Brian, Brian Flores is gonna get these boys together. Two is gonna be a very bright spot. Let Ryan Fitzpatrick just be a mentor to him. Mm-hmm. And I think if they do their off season this season to get some good weapons on on you know to help tool out. Um, Devontae Parker is an amazing wide receiver. I think he's very underrated, um, but. That's not going to be enough to say that they need to get a solid bat. Maybe it might be Kellen Balazs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some bright spots too. But I I see these guys going going four and twelve, man. Four and twelve. It's going to be four and twelve for a team that really should be nine and seven or ten and six. I I really think that they're that's what the Dolphins are going to be. I'll let Nelson go since. Ah, uh, yeah. So you must be looking at my notes, but I think <laughs> Miami has a bright spot. I think I think like you said, Flores is going to get those boys together. I think they're going to. I think he lost them at the beginning of last season, but yeah. then they really started to come yeah. together. But it's definitely team rebuild. Um, I think I think they're going to um they're going to surprise a lot of people because they're going to use Tua and Fitzpatrick at the same time, and that's going to shock a lot of people. And the running backs are decent. Um, they're going to step up. Uh, their defense is going to be solid too. So, believe it or this, guys, I got them going eight and eight. You got them going eight. And eight. I got them okay. going eight and eight. They're going to surprise a lot of people. If you look at the schedule, they got New England, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Seattle. San so you Fran. got them on the upside of what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking they're going to hit towards that lower. Yeah, because they have a weak schedule going at the end. Uh, they got Arizona, the Jets, uh, Cincinnati. And then, you know, they play the Raiders, and you're going to lose them to Buffalo Bills. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to beat New England, too. I think they're going to surprise New England. But that la- lower half of the schedule, I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that, is very confusing, too. Yeah. Because Cincinnati, who knows how good they're going to be. The Raiders, right. how good are they going to be? Like, the Jets. Uh, hey, how's uh, Sam Darnold going to do? Yeah. So, all right, Don, what you got for the Dolphins, man? Man, I think they are on the move. I think they're putting the pieces together. They had a good draft. They had the best draft. Yes. And they, they helped the offense. They helped the defense. This is a team, like you said, next year, you got to watch this team. I'm not as hyped on them for this year as Nelson, but I'm not as down as Dante. I got him at 6-10. and 10. Oh, okay. 6-10 is very respectable. But, like I said, I'm sure you guys are all in agreement. They're going to lose a lot of close games. Yes, I think are. that's I think that's going to be the frustrating part for the Dolphins. But then that's also going to motivate them for next year. And I don't see how you look at Brian Flores as a GM or, or owner and say, do we really fire you because of this? Because you had a lot of close games. You let that team gel this year yep. and go through the adversity. And I'm telling you, the Dolphins, if they put the right pieces around, they already had a good draft, have another good draft, get yep. some people that you might need, get rid of some people that you don't, that weren't performing. Go into free agency, you got a lot of cap room still yep. left. Um, and, and built that team. This team could be ten and six, best in the division, yep. making the playoffs yes, next could. year, absolutely um, for sure. Um, all right, so let's head over to the AFC West, man. This one, <laughs> I think, is. Let's just go ahead and, and, and start. No, nah, we ain't gonna do that. Nah. Let's go ahead and start with the Broncos because I, I, I love the potential of this team. Now, I thought they were gonna be the worst team last year, but Drew Locke is a bright spot for these boys. But I'll let you go first, Nelson. Six and ten. Six and ten. I got them going six and ten. Okay. And, and the reason being is because you just don't know. There's a lot of question marks there. 
There is. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but how much more can he do? Um, and I think the offense is not there. So I think I think right now, 6-10, and ten, um, they got a hard schedule, man. They played Tennessee first. <laughs> you know how the juggernauts of Tennessee yeah. uh, with Henry. They Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and then they come down and play uh, New Orleans, Kansas City, Carolina, and Buffalo all in the same week. So, no, nah, I think not all in the same week, all, you know, back to back to back. So, yeah, I think I think they're going to be 6-10. and 10. They're gonna be. They're gonna have some respectable games. They're gonna lose maybe by you know three or maybe a touchdown, but it's gonna be six and ten. Six and ten. Yeah. Wow. All right, Don. All right. Well, uh, I like the hype you put out there, Dante, for the quarterback. I think the uh, lock's going to continue to improve. Uh, me too. Um, and now, now here comes here comes the math. Okay. You add Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and Melvin Gordon. To Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, and Noah Font. That that that's enough for me. I they put together. They're trying to match the Chiefs and put together a track team of wide receivers. And I got Denver second in the division, mm. but I got them at eleven and five. Wow! Watch how unpopular that this is going to be. I think it's going to be a two-way tie in this division. <laughs> And that's for the top spot, and the Broncos are going to be one of them. What? I think they're, they're, it's going to be a split with the Chiefs on when they play this year. Yeah. I think they'll both win at home against each other. But I only think this is going to make uh, Patrick Mahomes stronger, too. Um, I don't see how he doesn't go to the AFC Championship again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me get to my, my record prediction for the Broncos, man. Got them going 11-5. and five. What? There's a learning <laughs> curve, guys. There's a learning curve with these rookies, man. <laughs> I, so when some people when you get it, you get it. Yeah. And I think Drew Locke has got it. You man. think so? I yeah. think he's got the way that he is. He has fun, and I mm-hmm. you got another guy on the other side of the ball that's meshing with him really well in Von Miller. And he said that was one of his mentors. Then you got Brandon Chubb, who's a beast until he got hurt last year. He was. Yep. Um, they're secondary. Those two safeties he got back there are insane. And then like Don said, you can go through the whole list depending on how they use Philip. Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon is yep. going to be interesting because I think Melvin Gordon is kind of in a spot where he might get traded in the middle of the season because I don't think it's they're going to be loyal to to him versus versus uh Philip Lindsay they're not yeah. going to want to piss him off so right. uh, but Cortland Sutton Jerry Judy KJ <laughs> Hamler dude mm-hmm. I know they're rookies but KJ Hamler has probably got the brightest spot out of all of them and that was one of Don's dark horse picks yep. Yep. Uh, when we talked about it but then when I went back and watched the tape on KJ Hamler he's another guy that's Going to have fun yep. yeah, he's playing with, with Drew Locke. And Cortland yep. Sutton is on the rise, man. Like, he was, like, flew right under the radar for us. But, man, I got them going 11-5. and five And I have um, – wow. and I'll just leave that over to the Chiefs. I got them going 11-5 and five too. Yeah. Chiefs? Um, mm. I, I see them – I don't see them repeating another Super Bowl. Um, I do have a Super Bowl favorite that might surprise you guys, and it's not in this division. What? <laughs> um but I, I know the hype of Patrick Mahomes. That's enough said right there. But they did lose some people in the offseason. They did gain some people in the offseason. Mm-hmm. They had a really questionable draft by drafting the running back from LSU. I forget his name. Oh, but the like, short bowling ball. But I was um, like, yeah. over J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, that was dumb. I Really surprising. I, it, yeah. Out of everything, that was probably more surprising now that I think about it statistically and, and uh, analytically that you know Jalen Hurts was a surprise, but <laughs> – it was like really, yeah. Um, Damian Williams came into his own last year. He yep. sucked at the beginning of the year and kind of meshed with that team to kind of get them where they needed to go. 
Uh, the Chiefs had a lot of everybody knows they have the potential as as long as Andy Reid's there. Um, I think now what Andy Reid was missing from all those years is he had Michael Vick, he had Donovan McNabb, but they weren't really all that clutch, and they weren't. They had so many distractions around yep. them. Donovan McNabb wasn't the best teammate. Nope. Michael Vick had all the distractions around him in the world, yep. and he was towards the end of his season, towards the end of his career, anyways. But now you got a young guy who's meshing well, and that's always been the missing piece for Andy Andy Reid. He can put together a damn world star team, mm-hmm. um, but now you got that quarterback that you know is going to be clutch regardless. Patrick Mahomes won them the the Super Bowl last year. Um, I had something to say about but, that. But Damian Williams, <laughs> no, Damian Williams was yeah. had to be the MVP like yeah. by far, but can't. He became the MVP towards the end of the game for what Patrick Mahomes did. So with that being said, eleven and five, I have them winning the division in a two way tie with the uh, with the Broncos, but splitting the that uh, that home field advantage with okay. both. Um, but yeah, uh, AFC champions. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you. So I got the we're going with Chiefs, right? Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs going thirteen and three. I think they're going to uh, ride high. I think they got the experience in. I think Patrick Mahomes, um, although he had two interceptions in the Super Bowl, um, he learned from that experience. And that thrown that blown coverage that San Francisco had with the cover three when the man came up and um and I think he hit uh on a corner route, um what's the uh what's the running back's name? Uh gosh Lee. Anyway, there was a blown coverage on um, San Francisco on cover three. The guy came up and and was in the same zone as a linebacker. But I think he learned from that. I think he's gonna have that underneath his belt. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna uh not want to take that throne of being MVP and having that Super Bowl. I think Andy Reid is going to put him in a position to be great. I think Andy Reid is going to get a second Super Bowl, which is well-deserved because the man been in the league more than 15 years, and he's just been so close, especially in 2004 when he had T.O. and he lost you know, against the Patriots. But I think right now, I think they're in a rhythm. I think they, everybody's in a mesh. Everybody's in the, in the same groove, and they're going to actually um, you know, take the cake um, and be Super Bowl champs. All right. What you got, Don? All comes down to injuries this year. <laughs> if well, uh, that man is invincible, though, man, he had a totally yeah. if, severed kneecap. I know. As yeah. long as Mahomes is healthy, as long as Tyreek Hill's healthy, yes. you had a, I thought was a very good a rookie season for Miko Harden. That was that was Don's yeah. boy, man. And I tell you, yeah. if he just improves as well, this team is off to the races. Oh, we got paper flying, ladies. <laughs> I, I say it's off to the races, and I have Kansas City uh, as a division champ. I have them going 12 and 4. Okay, Don. 12 and 4, man. Thank you. So the division champs at 12 and 4. One game over the Broncos. I can't believe I got the Broncos going like 10 and 6, 11. And, oh, oh, I don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think the potential, man. Yeah, yeah. They, the potential um, is, and is then the key. It's, like I said, Drew Drew Locke is going to be the the key man. Like I know it's his rookie year, but the you don't come in and win. You don't come in and have a record of four and one if you're not good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In a division where you know you had Joe Flacco on your team, which he was going to command a lot of the. But he can't. If you watch the videos, he's having fun, man. And yeah. you can't. You have to include that as a factor to people winning games. Yep. You don't have fun. And, and and not win games a lot of the times. That's that's what made Cam Newton great is right. when, when he was having fun. That's when they were winning. Um, so the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> um, this is weird. actually, I'm sorry. We're gonna do Los Angeles Chargers first. Okay. Um, 
Man, 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 man. What what is what can you say about the Chargers? They have been the most confusing team in the NFL. Probably over the last five years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of, it's kind of reminiscent of what they were doing in the early two thousands, where they had, they could have been a Super Bowl team so many years, right? Yep, and just couldn't like pull the trigger. I think you're going to see that again from this team. Um, I don't see Justin Herbert being the answer. He was a very interesting draft pick for them. I think Tua would have been a better fit, um, but. Maybe they're looking at something that, that we're not. Um, and I'm just going to trust the fact that maybe Justin Herbert will fit in that system eventually. Um, one of the most underrated receivers plays on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, but their defense. Terrible. No. Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Joey Bosa is like, let me tell you, there's okay. been one quarterback that I've been wrong about. In the in the last let's say ten years, Cam Newton. I thought he was going to be completely terrible. Came in, totally changed my mind. Yeah. There was another player that I thought was going to be absolutely dookie as well, and that was Joey Bosa. And especially when he had that contract dispute where he didn't play the first four or five games, but then he came in and had like three or four sacks the first game he played. I mm-hmm. was like, well, shut me up. Joey Bosa's a beast, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but it's still, you know, they, they're <laughs> when you give up, I think it was uh, twenty-one points a game. Mm-mm. That's not gonna get. That's not gonna but do that well. Was, that was last year. <laughs> um, but I, I don't see them being. I don't see them being good. Yeah, three and thirteen. Oh, probably one of the worst five teams in the NFL. I guess I'm being generous. I think I am too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, three, three and thirteen for you, your boys in the Chargers. I don't think their defense is going to be able to handle mm-hmm. um, to carry that that offense. That offense needs some total. They need some work. Yeah. So I, I got, and the New Jerseys. Oh yeah, yeah. They got to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is weird saying Las Vegas Chargers, but um, I got them going six Los nine. Los Angeles. I'm Las sorry, Vegas, yeah, Las Vegas yeah, Raiders. Yeah, Las, yeah. So I got them going six nine and one. Still this, weird. Yeah, they're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They're gonna they're gonna be a tie. It's gonna be a tie. All right. Um, what was wait, your record? Six nine and one. All right. Six nine and one. Yeah, it's gonna be. You a tie. heard this. Mark this down. Who's this, the team that they're tying for? They, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to tie. They're going to tie the Tampa Bay. Buc- Buccaneers. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love oh it. Oh, my God. That just made it even more interesting. Okay. okay. I got to write this down. We'll, we'll look yeah. back on this. Audience, put up, put up your comments on Facebook when we have this. <laughs> They're going to tie. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know what is funny? I think it's going to re- rebuild year. I give them two years before they become, you know, decent or solid. But mm-hmm. I think um, Anthony Lynn's going to get them boys together and, you know, get some close games. Um, I love Anthony Lynn. Yeah, too. I love, I love him the too, way man. he coaches too. Yeah. Um, when he coached for the Jets, right, yep. that was an episode of Hard Knocks, um, he, was, he was a running backs coach. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> he told one of the running backs, He's like, you fumble again, you might not have a place on this team anymore. <laughs> See if you get any more reps this game. And he just walked away. Like, I'd feel so bad. Like, yeah, I feel about this small. Right. He ain't play no games, but I do. I do like him, man. Yeah, I like his. I like his. Um, his confidence, even in his interviews, you can tell he, he means business. Yeah. Um, he's not really about all the, you know, the the window dressing and all that. He's just straight to the point. So, yeah, I think he's gonna be all right. Yeah. 
What you right. got for Los Angeles? Man, that's so N- weird. Nelson saying that. and still I, San Diego. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Nelson and I are probably close to being on the same page here. <laughs> okay, only I didn't go with the tie. I gave him the win. I got him seven and nine. Basically, the way I looked at it is they lost more than they gained this year. Mm. I think they could be an eight and eight team, but because of the losses, I just took them down one seven and nine. Mm. All right. So let's head over to the newly Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Conflicting, conflicting, conflicting between Marcus Mariota and uh, Derek Carr. Right? That, that's yeah, the biggest don't, issue. I don't know why they. Uh, uh, I don't get it. I still think Derek Carr has got a lot, lot in the tank. Still, I don't think John Gruden is utilizing them the way that uh, that he should be utilized. But the Chargers or the the Raiders are a confusing team Very. as well. Um, but. To me, I have I just have a feeling that these guys might go like nine and seven. Bring it home, Dante. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I think that they might go nine and seven, and I I think that John Gruden's going to decide that Derek Carr after having a. All right, was, was that a wasp? Yeah, that was a bee about to sting, and he had his uh pointer out. Oh no, I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> yeah, not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyways, um, yellow jacket it was. It's all good. Yellow jacket, okay. Um, but nine and seven, man. Um, I, I, I see. I think that John Gruden is gonna he's he's gonna bring Marcus Mariota in, and he's gonna really figure out that Derek Carr is the superior quarterback in in, in this in this case as well. So, um, defense still rebuilding. Um, can you really name one person on that defense? <laughs> not offhand, name. Yeah, who's who's yeah, the one no. that got married to uh, Kerry Washington? He's not even there no more, is he? You know, talking about like Usunu Wamo or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the last um, person I know who played for the defense for uh Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, but, excuse me. But I know they, they they got Josh Jacobs too, man. Right. He's he's exactly. gonna carry he's he, gonna carry he, the load. He'll for that carry team. the load. Yeah. For sure. Um and didn't they draft not Jerry Judy, who is the other one? Not C D Lamb. No, it was a nice receiver out of He um, was out of Alabama too. Yeah. Who was the two out of Alabama? You know what? How am I drawing the blank? You know, let's let's fact check that. Um, but why? Why you looked that up, Dante? I'm glad you said nine and seven because I got them going nine, seven, and two. Um, and I just think the play calling of John Gruden is going to be the factor. Uh, I think that wide receiver core is going to step Henry up. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was decent too. I think he's six two, um, about two sixteen. He's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think John Gruden is going to be. Um, he, you know, he's getting over his um, dust. Back we we played uh, coached back in like in the nineties. I think he figured out these young guys. You got to have a different scheme. You know, you got to have a different defense. You got to have a different offense. So I think he's going to still do that eye power. You know, left right power you up. But I think he's going to um, utilize his uh, receiving core and going to make a difference. So I got them going nine and seven. I think this is the year that he gets a little respect on how good of a coach he can be. I mean, yeah. he came into a crappy situation, man. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what you got, Don? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here shaking my head, man. Um, I think this is going to be the worst team. No, no, not not the worst. Not greatest. I do not have the faith in Gruden this year. Ah. Not this year. So this is a fireball year. Uh, I see this year with the talent they have on both sides of the ball being a solid eight and eight team. I think Gruden's going to screw around with the quarterbacks. He's not going to know who to put in. He's going to change at least twice during the season, and that's going to drop him to seven and nine. Mm. Seven and nine. All right. Well, that wraps it up for the AFC East and West, man. Like I said, I, I love talking about the division talks because at the end of the year, I will put these together and see 
you know exactly where we came up with like like me and don did last year so uh but now having a different perspective in there this can really tell you how far off that we're going to be with each other <laughs> um but i know my predictions are a little wild this year but that's just truly how i feel about some of these teams um, now, I think the most interesting talk that we're going to have is about the Pac-12. Pac-12. I think exactly. this division is up for grabs in so many Very different places because yes, there's a lot of people that lost a lot of people. Yep. And then that kind of evened the playing field out for for a, for a lot of people. And I know that Oregon was our favorite last year. I mean, just yep. the Justin Herbert mm-hmm. factor, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. – yep. um, But this is this is what I got, right? So my in, in my north division, mm-hmm. I got Oregon State. Wow. I got Oregon State. Their wide receiving core is really nasty at Oregon State. Okay. Their, their offense is pretty high-powered over there. Um, and I know they went 5-7 uh, and seven last year, and, and in the conference they went 4-5. and five. But they ain't got to worry about Oregon lost people. Uh, Washington State had a high-powered offense. They're not going to be the same. Stanford, who knows what Stanford's going to be. It's yeah, too hard to predict. Unpredictable. And in, and in California, I think they're going to be on a, on, a, on a downward year as well. Uh, but the South Division – I, I got to pick my favorites from last year, man. My, I, I, I just think I think they're going to put it together, Arizona State. And I think Arizona State is going to come out and be the Pac-12 champions this year. Um, I think Herman Edwards is going to get these boys going. I think he's having fun coaching again. And uh, wouldn't it be fun to go and play for Herman Edwards right now? Um, I, I don't uh, – Utah lost so many people. USC, they lost a lot of people. UCLA, they're going to be average because of what's his <laughs> – Chip yeah, Kelly. Yeah, Chip <laughs> Kelly. Colorado lost a lot of people, but they were only 5-7, and seven, and Arizona is just a weird team. Yeah. Um, I don't even – and then they have a lot of controversy going on with them right now. Yeah, they now look too. forward to basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a this is a basketball division too, so yeah. if, you, if you really think about it. But there's, these are the fav- – this is my favorite division to watch. Like I was telling Don, you stay up late to watch the Pac-12 because yep. this is fast. Right, yep. Everybody's fast in the Pac-12. Yeah. So, yep, I got uh, Oregon State. In an Arizona State Championship with Arizona State being the champions. Man. Okay, I, you know what, man, Dante? I don't know what you copied on my um, <clears throat> on my on my screen on my notes, but uh, but I have, you believe it or not, um, I I was looking at you know Oregon. Of course, they were you know eleven and three last year, and they you know had the big time quarterback goal you know in the NFL. But then I was looking at the records and I was looking at the you know the game plays, and you know what? I got Washington, the Huskies coming out of the North. Um, they're going to be solid. Mm, uh, that's interesting because they they lost uh, they lost Don's favorite quarterback. <laughs> they lost they, they lost Jacob. Jacob Eason went yeah. in the draft. Do you want yeah. to draft? Okay. I think he ended up uh, being undrafted, but somebody picked him up. Okay. Okay. All right. So did Sean go to the league too? Sean McGrew. I thought he came back. Sean, they're running back. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he. I think he, he's an Indianapolis Colts quarterback now. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I got the Huskies. You know, surprising everyone and coming through. It's not bad. They went eight and five last year. Yeah. Um, their next game is going to be against Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they might start off on a bad start. Yeah, they're going. You know, but they're in their in their uh, in their conference. They're going to do well. Um, but yeah, man, the South. I got Arizona State. Now I had Utah because Utah's uh, offense is so sophisticated and so complex. You know, with that shovel pass and you know the crossing routes and all that. But man, do you realize that Arizona State has one of the best? Uh, father, uh, son duos. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Chad Johnson's son goes to Arizona State. Nice. Wow. Yeah, Chad Johnson Jr. I did not know that. Yeah, four recruit, uh, four uh, recruit, um, four star uh, recruit. 
and uh, he, he got there in 2018. But hey, any any name named Chad Johnson coming to my school playing, <laughs> I'm I'm starting him right Chad away. Chad Johnson is a little feedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but Herm Evers is going to get those boys. You know, he's just he's just a fiery coach, man. I mean, every time he gets he, to the press he, conference, he's just a great human being. At yeah. The, at the end of the day, which is always generates better for his team. Like I wish I would was able to go to a camp that had Herman Edwards in it. Yeah. How them how he's going to elevate that team and they're a lot of those guys are just average too. Yeah. Like their quarterback average, wide yeah. receivers average. But it, they love playing for him and that's yeah. what you can see and I think what's really going to happen this year is you're going to see Arizona State is going to be they should be, you know, a yeah. team that goes like 4 and 8, right? But they're going to end up being a team that that can go like twelve yeah. and two. Yeah, they they actually beat top ten uh, uh, teams last year. Yes, um, yeah, and Herm. I mean, I, every time he gets you know behind the podium. Oh yeah, sticks. they upset me. Yes. And Don we, we had a bunch of upsets, yes. man. Yep. Yes, yeah, he did. makes me want to strap on the helmet and go back yep. out there again, man. <laughs> oh, I so, know, I know. Yeah, so Herm's gonna um, come through, and yes, I got them winning. Uh, you know, beating Washington and um, the Pac-12? Pac twelve. Yeah, man. I, I knew this was going to be an interesting one. All right, yeah. Don, what you got? Are you going to surprise us here? Uh, maybe just a little bit with the North pick. I think it's very muddled in the North. It is. I yeah. think I think so we're going to have two two or three teams that are just going to be. I don't think they're going to reach out and take it. I think somebody's just going to win it, mm. and I'm I'm just going to stick with the repeat for Oregon. Really? Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. No no specific reason. I I think. It's just going to be one of those seasons, man. It's going to be like, okay, if if I could, you know, just win two or three in a row, I can. And nope, I'm going to lose one here, one there. It. I think it's really between three in. people. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with your pick as Washington because they're a weird team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're using that that word a lot today, but it, it truly is. They're they're a weird team without Jacob Eason. Um, but Oregon, I could see because they kept a lot. They're going to have a lot of seniors this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanford can always be good because they always recruit really well. Right, great running backs. They recruit, yeah. Um, but Washington State lost their their coach. Um, yeah. He's now Mississippi State, right? right? Um, but Oregon State, if you go and watch the tape on them guys, man, their their offense is just high powered. I don't know. Hmm. They kind of remind you of Oregon. Okay. In, in, in a lot of ways. And I think what's really going to come down to now that you say Oregon, and I was kind of conflicted on choosing Oregon too because uh, I don't think California or Washington State are going to be good at I all. Think, mm-hmm. I think Cal's going to have a better year than most people think, but yeah. I, got, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's enough to – I don't see the Golden yeah. Bears doing any yeah. I got them going 6-6. Six and six. Yeah. So, um, and who's yourself? Oh, Arizona State. Arizona State, yeah. man. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Herm Edwards. And then – do you see the two co-defensive coaches? You got Antonio Pierce. Mm. Man was a linebacker for he the was. Giants, man. He was. Mm-hmm. And then you got Marvin Lewis. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. They they get a 4-3 defense in there. This is going to be a team to watch, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not and, sure and, how good their recruiting class was. I'm sure it had to be good. Let me let me search. And and quick. I am back and forth between the two. Uh, between Oregon and them, who wins the Pac-12? But I mean, I'm just going with Arizona State, Got man, because that's who I want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for them. So, so very interesting. I did not expect this. I thought that they were going to be in the top 50. They are ranked right now, number 24 in the nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they made it, they it's going to be scary. Man, they made some waves last year, man. It's, For it's real. not they this did. year. It's definitely going to be next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. We're just that, I mean, the recruiting class is always a year before. So. Right. But man, Arizona State across the board for the go for two, <laughs> right. go for two guys. Right, watch Chad Johnson Jr. just shine and have over a thousand yards. We're going. We had to get some Arizona State like hats and t-shirts <laughs> with some fanboys over here now. <laughs> but no, nah, uh, all good fun, man. Um, Pac-12, very interesting. I'm definitely going to watch. I don't even care if the teams are terrible. I'm still going to watch the games. Whenever they're playing each other, it's always fast. Like, yeah, and I, and I love that. And it seems like the games go by so so much quicker. Yeah. But have you ever stayed up to three o'clock in the morning watching a team go to three or four overtimes? Yes. In, in the Pac-12, I have. I <laughs> have. And it's like you can't yeah. you can't go to sleep. You already just wiping your eyes, yeah. man. I have. Knowing I was in church the next day trying to sing a hymn and bowing my head because I was trying. <laughs> what was you doing last night watching that UCLA game? It was about fifty-seven and sixty-four. Right, right. Did you see that Washington State game that went into like five overtimes? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy, crazy. All right, guys. Well, let's see. Let's see how we're doing on time. Fifty-two minutes. Hey, hey there we nice. are, right there where we want to be, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and send this one off, guys. Um, next week, we're gonna hit. The NFC North and South. Nice. And then we're going to go over to the Big 12. Okay. So your boys from Texas and Oklahoma. I think I want to save the Big 10 and the SEC for the last the last two. Because I think the Big 12 is going to be very interesting this year. If you really go and look at those teams. And I think the SEC is going to be a little bit interesting this oh, year as man. well. Yeah, because um, Alabama is not the same. No, and I, I'm looking at it, and I just—it's so weird seeing Tennessee not being good like they like they were in the past. Yeah, it's it's, it's very very strange. Uh, but as that being said, guys, Arizona State, send us some tickets, <laughs> fly us out. We'll definitely come see Herm Edwards and the That's boys it, win man. the Pac-12 this year. Yes. Uh, so this has been the Go for Two podcast signing off, episode twenty-one on uh. June 27th, right? Yeah, June 27th. Enjoying the outdoors. Yes, man. man. Everybody else enjoy. Outdoor edition. So this has been everybody's favorite couch quarterback, the running back Nelson, and uh, the stats guru, Don. It's never a gimme. Go ahead and hit him with it, Don. Always go for two. Always go for two. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Anchor to keep up with the latest releases, news, and updates on the guys and all the current football news. If you like what you heard and don't want to miss an episode, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Spotify.